Charlie Wright is an investment advisor representative with Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Partner Vest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. Partner Vest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security. Welcome to the Strategic Investor. Join us as we interview some of the world's most productive asset managers and uncover sophisticated and unique investment strategies in the markets. Here is your host, Charlie Wright. Hello and welcome to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. Today is March 6th. 2015, and we're talking with John McClure, founder, CEO, and chief investment officer of Profit Score Capital Management. He speaks to us from their headquarters in Eagle, Idaho. John, welcome to Strategic Investor Radio. Hi, Charlie. Thanks for having me on the show. John, I've got to have a little side note as we start here. I was looking at your website last night, and you guys have a blog, which, by the way, I would recommend to anybody, and we'll give the address of that before we close the program here. But I was reading the blog, and I got further down, and uh, there was a little presentation on exercise and it was by, by an MD, uh, unrelated to anything, that, uh, anything else that was in the blog. I was so impressed and so motivated by that little presentation by that MD that I put everything down and went out for a walk. <laughs> so it, it, it definitely worked here and would recommend it to anybody. I was mesmerized by that presentation. It was just, just very effective here. Congratulations for having uh, productive, effective things on your blog here, John. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you. So, John, uh, let's you begin by you telling us here uh, y- your background and the background of Profit Score itself. I've been a if you would, a data analyst, data scientist, pretty much my entire career from working um, for a division of the Maytag Corporation to doing credit scoring for commercial credits and banks to launching my own firm in uh, profit score capital management. We're just, everything we do uh, as far as managing money is based on data-driven investment solutions because humans tend to be a pretty poor decision makers. Our emotions get involved, and when that happens, I mean, emotional decisions are almost always bad decisions. So we attempt to quantify everything we do in the investment process. That's what the firm's based on. Okay, so so let's bring that down a little bit here. Uh, it sounds like you're active investment management folks. Tell us what, what that means to you. Uh, yeah, active can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but I, our, our clients expect us to make money in up markets or down markets or sideways markets. So we we manage the exposures in asset classes. So if if... You know, things are going to go up, equities, bonds, whatever we're trading, we want to own them. If they're going to go down, we want to step aside and miss the uh, miss the decline. Okay, and you do that, uh, so you manage money, or do you provide signals for others to use in the management of money? We do both. Uh, we actually do three things. We, we manage money directly, primarily for institutions. We sub-advise other money management firms and money management organizations where they hire us to come in and advise them on how to manage the money. And we also have created indexes on our various strategies, and we license those indexes to uh, uh, distributors like mutual fund companies. We've recently licensed uh, one of our income indexes to Aero Funds, 
who has uh, wrapped a mutual fund around that strategy and launched it into the uh, public market space. It's uh, Arrow Alternative Fund. The uh, symbol on it is uh, Adam, Sam, Frank, Nancy, X-Ray, ASFNX, for anyone who's interested. Okay, and uh, so it sounds like you have a particular methodology for managing money, and so you have established three channels or streams for providing that information. One is you manage money for individuals. Two, you send out signals for advisors to use. Uh, and, and, and three, you do this index uh, thing for, uh, for mutual funds and the like. Yes, yes, sir. Okay, so so that's how you do it. So what is well, what is the, the the basic methodology that you use for all of these things? It is it is it a trend following thing uh, with momentum? Do you use regular signals? Uh, do you use point and figure? What, what what do you use? It's it's a it's a it's an inference engine, uh, and we we feed it statistical arbitrage where we we look at data and we statistically analyze that data and we look to arbitrage the information that's in it and we use a multi-model process so in our government bond model we we have nine different models and those models feed into each other and it determines what our position is going to be at the end of the day based on what our multiple models are telling us to do and is is that position is it that you are in or out of a particular market we will be long short or cash or flat and you do that with etfs we do that with uh, we do that with etfs we do that with mutual funds we do that with futures um, we do it with multiple i mean the market is such charlie that if you want to go Long the S and P, you can represent that 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 idea multiple ways. You know, there's mutual funds, there's ETFs, there's futures, there's swaps, there's contracts for difference. There's just all kinds of ways to represent your ideas in the market, and it depends on who we're trading for, who our client is, how we'll represent those ideas. I see. And you say we. Uh, briefly describe the company for us, if you would. Well, it's it's myself and another gentleman, Mike Mann, and I've, I've got uh, a CIO out of Washington, D.C., Mike Cristiani, Ben Coate, and, and, and these folks live in different areas. We're, we're kind of a virtual company. We tap into the, the best... Uh, the best ideas we can and the best research we can. We also employ, on a contract basis, we have people in India, uh, Eastern Europe, uh, in Asia that are doing research projects for us on an ongoing basis. I see. So, so you guys are not stock pickers? No, we're not. Okay, you determine when to be in and out or short various markets. We manage exposures across multiple asset classes, so major indexes. Uh, government bonds, U.S. equities, international equities, high yield bonds. I mean, if it's if it has liquidity, what dry, what takes us to a position is it has enough liquidity for us to get in and out. A buzzword in the industry is is liquid alternatives. Okay, and and uh, how does someone work with you? They contact you. You go through some kind of a fact finding process, and then uh, you invest accordingly. Yes. For for the last three years, Charlie, we haven't taken on a direct client account outside of friends and family. So 
all of our business is through uh, institutions or distribution partners. So a mutual fund company, you know, someone that's looking to launch an ETF, someone that's looking to manage, you know, institutional accounts, institutions, people that typically have larger pools of assets that they're looking for kind of niche management. Uh, I mean, what, what will happen is they might have stock pickers but they need somebody to come in and be able to hedge out the market risk at certain times. And so they will bring us in as a slice of a larger portfolio and, and bring in our expertise to complement the other folks that are involved in managing that money. I see. So you, you're really working there behind the scenes as a sub-advisor in many ways to yes. uh, actual money managers or asset managers. Yes. And how long have you guys been doing this as... Uh, profit score. Uh, profit score has been around in one form or another since 1998. Based on what I've just described to you, we've been concentrating specifically on this niche in the last five years. Okay, and uh, it sounds like things are going uh, very well. They are um, regulated industry, so you you um, it just takes a long time to bring ideas to market with all the regulation. But it's it's uh, it's going pretty well, yes. Yeah, that's great to hear. So tell us a little about these indices you have created, because uh, it's very rare to hear that someone has created an index. Well, you know, I get this question a lot, Charlie. You, you can index anything. I mean, I'm, I'm looking out at the Boise River here in Idaho, and, I, you know, if I wanted to index the amount of trout that swim between my marker 26 and 28 in the month of February, you could index that, right, if you could count the fish. And so the S&P 500, people think of it as this magical index, but that S&P 500 has a methodology document to it. And if you go and look at the methodology document, it's really a strategy. And uh, all of these indexes are based on a strategy, some kind of quantitative methodology in which they include stocks or they don't include stocks or bonds or so on and so forth. And, and so we can take a more active strategy like the things that we do, and we can index that strategy. And we have uh, independent third parties that 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 we send data to uh, as we trade or make position changes, and they reflect those changes in the index. So, so that you've got an independent third party, if you would, that develops a real-time tracking of your work, and uh, we represent that to uh, on our website an index of what we're doing. It kind of shows that you know what you're doing when you're able to do something like that. And so distribution partners will come up and they will look at our our you know our indexes and our track records and they'll decide how that fits into uh, uh, what they're wanting to do and how they're wanting to market in uh, in the marketplace. And so then they do they take those indices and use them as benchmarks or do they actually create investments with those? Well, they will create an investment. So if you're a mutual fund company and you want to hire an alternative, a liquid alternative manager like ourselves in the fixed income space, you might come in and say, well, these, I, I want this particular, this index. And so they'll create a mutual fund that benchmarks to our index. We will feed that mutual fund company the position changes uh, in order for them to replicate that index, and then they will take that information and go out and trade it in the marketplace, whether it's through futures or ETFs or however they want to get their exposures, to closely represent the, 
the index. I mean, like the S&P 500, you, it's common, but you can't buy the S&P 500. You can only buy products that benchmark to the S&P 500. That's correct, yeah. And, and, and many people really, really don't understand that. So hold that right there, uh, John. We'll be right back. We need to take a short break. We're talking with John McClure, founder, CEO, and chief investment officer of Profit Score in Eagle, Idaho. And you're listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. We'll be right back. According to the consulting firm Strategic Capital Allocation Group, every decade since 1900 has experienced at least one bear market, and several have experienced as many as three. So how do we protect our principal from these declines without missing the gains when prices rise? At Strategic Investor Radio, we interview asset managers with unique strategies designed to both protect and grow your investments. Investing is not rocket science. It's rocket fuel if you know how to harness it. For podcasts of our interviews, please visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. And now back to Charlie and his guest. So we're talking to John McClure, founder, CEO, and chief investment officer of Profit Score Capital Management out of Eagle, Idaho. John, you, you've talked to us about creating indices, creating, providing services to uh, asset managers and the like. What kind of time frames are you typically providing your services on? Time frames meaning how long I get engaged in a project? Or? No, no. The, the the signals that you provide are, are the usually are you looking uh, at uh, you know trading uh, that you're making recommendations every single day, or uh, do you get you make recommendations uh, you know typically about once a month? Charlie, it it. it uh, it depends on the asset class. Some asset classes we tend to, to trade less frequently. Others we trade more frequently. But, I mean, the, the one commonality between forecasters is, the you know, the overwhelming majority of them are always wrong, right? I mean, if you look at the economists, you look at any group of forecasters, I mean, their, their real-time track record of forecasting anything is just terrible, right? Just yeah, terrible. no question. So, True. So we, 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 our edge is, and we've proven it through our work, is that we can forecast one day at a time. So uh, all of our data and all these algorithms and crazy things that I'm talking about, we're basically forecasting what's going to happen tomorrow. And, you know, we're not always right, but if we're right 60, 65% of the time, uh, that's, a, that's a very nice return stream that most people would be glad to participate in. And, but some asset classes have a lot less volatility to them so that we can hold them for a lot longer periods of time and with, with more certainty. It's kind of like driving down a, a curvy mountain road uh, in the night uh, in the fog. You know, we, we can only see as far as our headlights. So that's how, so we, you know, we change. I mean, today's a perfect example. The, the treasury market is just getting shot in the head. I mean, the, the, and it's crazy that we're even having this conversation, but, you know, the, the, uh, the Fed, well, the market anticipates that the Fed is going to have to raise interest rates in their June meeting because the employment numbers were so positive. So, I mean, 
10 years ago or 15 years ago when the employment numbers were positive, that would be very good for the market, right? We'd see a bullish day, but we're seeing the market sell off. We're seeing the long end of the Treasury curve, 20-plus years. I mean, it's down over 2% today, which is one of the biggest drops in the long end of Treasury curve I've seen in a in a very long time. So nobody had it right, including us. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you, you just you get shocks and you get surprises no matter what you do. But, uh, you know, if you watch the CNBC, half the economists are saying there's no way they're going to raise rates. Half of them are saying they're, they're, they are. So we, we know at least 50% of them are going to be correct, right? Yeah. Well, it reminds me of the saying, if you're going to predict, predict often. And, yeah. and like you say, it's much easier to say what the weather is going to be like tomorrow than three months from now. Yep. Yeah. And and so uh, so you guys really are are making what, what most of us would call trading decisions. Yes, we're we're, we're making trade. We don't day trade. We're not trading multiple times in the same day. We're not doing high frequency trading. We make a position. We're going to make a you know a, a, a trade at the end of the day. We're we're going to anticipate what tomorrow's going to be. Now we might make that same trade for multiple days in a row. So it looks like that we're you know we've held a position for five, ten, fifteen, even twenty days in some cases. But we're not. We're making we're making a decision what to do every day for the following day. And uh, that that equates, and you know, for our government bond, that's about eighty six round trip trades a year on average. Is how often we'll take those position changes, which is a lot, really, in in the in the world of investing. Uh, that's a lot of trades here. Uh, is it there is. any are there any particular markets where you feel you have a, a specialty or particular expertise or strength? We always prided ourselves on the equity markets, but quite honestly, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, the fixed income space, I call ourselves the tallest midget in the room. It's really specifically in, in, in the Treasury market, on the long end of the Treasury, the, the, you know, the 10, 20, 30 plus year Treasuries. We competitively are one of the best folks that we can find at doing what we're doing um and we're starting to get a lot of attention around that that space so we're, we're you know and, and with with rates i mean when, when volcker broke the back of inflation i think it was june uh of 82 i mean the, the you know the interest rates interest rates trend for decades so they've been falling for over 30 years and um it's not like stocks i mean they go up and down for decades and so when this thing turns and june could be it uh you know people are going to be in for a you know a wake-up call because if you you have to go back into a long you know in the 50s Ten-year uh, Treasuries, the average annual rate of return was 78 basis points. Uh, in the 60s, it was 2.43 percent, and in the 70s, it was 5.41 percent. Now, that doesn't have an inflation rate in it because you remember there's a little inflation in the 70s, right? So the, the average inflation rate was 7 percent in the uh, in the 70s. So you work the, the difference; it's a negative 1.65 percent uh, real return after inflation. So People have been relying on that sixty forty portfolio and and it's 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 helped them for thirty years and there's really no money managers around that have any experience on how to manage a bond portfolio in a rising interest rate market and uh, people are in for a wake up call because that core that that wind in your sales investment that's been a core piece of everybody's portfolio is fixing to start blowing the other way. 
Well, you're preaching to the choir here, John, on that, but unfortunately, that's a tune that I've been singing for a couple of years. And so, uh, you know, uh, I've been crying wolf here because I keep telling people that uh, the, the, the values of their, of their fixed income investments are going to decline because interest rates are going to rise. And I thought it was going to happen uh, almost two years ago, and it started to happen, and then boom, uh, they, they, they dropped again. So uh, you, you have my uh, condolences if, they, if you're, you're trying to call those interest rates because they have been very, very difficult to call the past few years. Past couple well, years, especially. We call them every day, right? So we take shorter term positions on the market. I don't know if the interest rates are officially going to turn up in June or August. I mean, we're going to trade multiple times between then and there, being long and short, depending on what the short term gyrations of the market are. But mathematically, they have to go higher because. They really can't go any lower, you know? And I mean, if there was a war happens in Europe or some crazy thing happens, I mean, it could extend this thing out two or three years long because it always lasts longer than, than you ever think it's going to, right? Because the feds around the world have just been, I mean, it's, it's, it's currency devaluation around the world. You know, we had trade wars back in the old days. Now it's the currency wars going yeah. on right now, and they, they do that through their rates. So. Yeah, and when you get politicians involved, uh, you, you know, you, you, you get things that are just out of whack for what they really should be here. So in regards to your strategies, John, what keeps you awake at night? Well, we're always worried about risk. I mean, we're just always worried about risk. Um, I can tell you that we don't put all our eggs in one basket. I'm talking about all these crazy things that we do. I mean, but we we don't put 100% of our money in any one sector of what we do. So we, we have, we allocate to to our, our government bond piece, and we allocate to our U.S. equity piece, and, and we allocate to our international equity piece. And now each of those each of those pieces are taking multiple positions unrelated to any other piece, and the chances that that each sliver are going to fail on the same day are very very low. I mean, it does happen. I mean, you you can lose money and everything at the same time, but. I mean, it's a rarely rare thing, and that—that's what keeps me. Uh, that's what allows me to sleep. If I, if I had to, if I had all of my money exposed in, you know, a long direction or a short direction or anything else to the market, I—I uh, I, I don't know how people sleep at night with a, you know, a large portion allocated equities or bonds with no no ability to change direction. I don't—I don't know how they do it because I sure couldn't. Well, that's why they hire people like you to hedge against those positions. At least the smart ones do, right? Yeah. Uh, John, a question we always like to ask our uh, people we interview is, what book on investing would you recommend to our listeners? Gosh, any more, Charlie. I... I, uh with the with the blogs that are out there, there's such such smart people um, that that it's just you can create your own book every day um, by um, you know reading these various blogs and, and and the list is so long I don't know if I could I could go through I mean kind of the, some of the stuff that we do uh, the signal and the noise which is talking about how to look at data. Um, I'm not your average read, so I mean I, the books that I read are all about statistics, and um, I, you know, I don't. I think I would roll your your clients' uh, eyes back in their head if I talk about like Outliers is a book. Uh, an interesting book is uh, Michael uh, 
uh, Michael Lewis's book, uh, Moneyball, which talks about how statistics came into baseball, right? And, yes. and it changed the, it changed sports forever. And baseball is a lot years ahead of football and basketball, and those sports are trying to catch up. But it's, they're basically using math to play the game of baseball. Yeah, they and, are. And it's very interesting. And, 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 concept, and, the, yeah. and the investment world and, and the world that we live in, we, we basically try to do the same thing. We try to find edges in the data to manage people's money more effectively. So, uh, John, uh, tell us, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, probably the simplest way is just to go to our website, uh, which is uh, Profit Score, P-R-O-F-I-T, Score, S-C-O-R-E, Dot com and uh, that site is linked to our indexing site and our blog and all the other things that we do and it's got contact information that would be that would be the simplest way okay and then give us again the ticker symbol of that uh, mutual fund taken off of that particular index that you created the uh, the institutional share class and there's there's three different share classes but ASFNX which is Adam Sam Frank Nancy X-ray, and you know, just for you know, compliance reasons, that's another company's mutual fund. It's Arrow Funds mutual fund. They're licensing to our index, and uh, you, we obviously get compensated if people buy the fund because Arrow has to pay us a licensing fee. But that's uh, that's an easy way for your listeners to uh, who maybe are worried about the interest rates to to participate in a fund that that works really hard. Uh, to make money regardless of interest rates. Okay. And then uh, the blog that I was on uh, last evening uh, preparing for this, uh, what, what, what's that uh, What's that URL here? It's, it's ProfitScore, the same, IQ.com. ProfitScoreIQ.com. I can recommend it to anybody, but besides the one on uh, the importance of exercise, it was uh, an excellent blog, uh, provided some very interesting information here. So, John, what what parting uh, words of advice do you have for our listeners here? I mean, I'm sure they're they're tired of hearing it, but uh, I mean, you know, the Middle East is not too stable. Uh, Europe's upside down. You know, the United States is the cleanest shirt in the dirty laundry. Um, it's it's a seasonal positive time here with the with with the presidential cycle coming in play. You've got you know money that's going to be trying to come into the market to to please everybody's uh, folks out there. But if if you just took the numbers and you look at you know PE ratios and you looked at you said okay if you went back over the last hundred years at these PE ratios what's the average annual rate of return of equities at these levels they're not very high and so uh, you know people might try to scare you and say well the risk is greater than the reward I, I wouldn't I couldn't really tell you with certainty if it's greater than the reward but I, I'd, I'd say it's 50-50 right I mean there's just a lot of risk out there and you just got to be careful because uh, you know in times like this when there's so much craziness going on out there and there's so much liquidity and stuff in the world that I mean, you could you could you could lose two or three years worth of gains in a matter of six to eight weeks. Uh, so just be careful. Well, certainly good advice for for anybody, John. Thank you very much. That was an excellent. Uh Closing comment from John McClure, founder, CEO, and chief investment officer of ProfitScore Capital Management out of Eagle, Idaho. And you've been listening to Strategic Investor Radio on octalkradio.net. We'd like to thank you all for listening and wish you happy and productive investing. 
You've been listening to The Strategic Investor, your source for compelling investment strategies from some of the most productive asset managers in the industry. For unique investment strategies, visit us at strategicinvestorradio.com. Investing is not rocket science. Wright is an investment advisor representative with PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The views and opinions expressed by our guests are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views of PartnerVest Advisory Services, LLC, or Charlie Wright. PartnerVest and our guests are unaffiliated companies. No information in this discussion is intended to provide investment, tax, or legal advice to any person, nor is it an offer to sell any security.